Welcome to That's My Personal Business, where we are pulling back the curtain on all things personal, all things business, and all things in between. Every Monday, we're hopping into your headphones to help you skip the learning curve by hearing from industry professionals, including myself. I am a destination wedding photographer turned business coach who now gets to lead hundreds of creative entrepreneurs in building lives of artistic growth, wealth, and freedom. And now it's time for you to do the same. Hello, hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. We are on week two of prepping for 2024, and today's episode is the episode that I personally look forward to every single December, and I know it's your guys' favorite as well. And so if you've listened to these in years past, I'm going to challenge you to still listen because (laughs) hello, it's still worth doing. And if you're listening to the podcast, I'm sure it's because your business isn't perfectly where you want it to be. I hope if you've been here for a while, it's a lot closer, but there's always room for improvement. So even if you've heard this before, listen again. I'm glad you're here. And if this is your first time, welcome. This is easily our most requested, most looked forward to, most DM'd about episode ever because we are doing an entire marketing plan for the year of 2024. And I'm getting like, literally, I know I talk about this all the time, but this is one of my I I know I start every podcast episode basically being like, I'm so giddy. I'm so excited, but I really am so excited. And this is one of my favorite episodes that we do all year. So I'm stoked. But a little catch up before we get started. It's December. It's my birthday this weekend. It's my birthday on Sunday. So it will have been yesterday when you guys are listening to this. And I am really excited. I haven't always had the best birthdays. And last year I was really wanting to do a prom themed birthday and it didn't end up working out for a variety of reasons, but we're doing it this year and I'm so excited. So everyone is coming in prom gear. We are like taking prom photos at my apartment before we go dancing. It is going to be so gaudy and camp and amazing. And I have this like 80s vintage prom dress that I sourced. Like it's going to (laughs) be so much fun. I'm so excited to share photos with you guys and like take you behind the scenes. But I'm just really excited to like take prom photos of the people I love. I'm so lucky that so many of my friends are coming into town for it. This has been honestly, we'll get like a little emo for a minute, but making friends as an adult has been kind of a more difficult thing for me. I lost a lot of my friends in my divorce. And I also lost quite a few friends like when I left the Mormon church. And so I and I've kind of just been like reestablishing my footing just in life in general over the last four years after my divorce. And I've, you know, come out and changed so much as the human. I mean, I've literally come out for those that don't know I'm queer. I literally came out of the closet. So there's just been like a lot of identity shifts and like I wouldn't even say identity shifts but just like more coming into myself which has really shaped the way that I make friendships and it's just been like an interesting couple years especially moving to New York I didn't know anyone and so I moved here on a whim and I've just been kind of like learning myself and how I want to make friendships and what's important to me and right now I have just such a beautiful sphere of people. I had this moment the other week where, especially like over Thanksgiving, where I was just like, oh my God, I feel like I finally have like this friend group and this chosen family and this community around me that feels really kismet and aligned. And I like know that these people have my back and I have theirs. And like, I just have really, really beautiful people in my life. And I'm feeling like a huge abundance of gratitude lately for the people in my sphere. It sounds morbid, but this is like the first time in my life I haven't had someone like actively <laughs> like traumatizing me 
<laughs> or like going out of their way to make my life difficult. Um, I've had like a complex character in my life almost at all times. And this is like the first time I don't have that. And it's just felt so calm. And I'm like really excited to carry this energy into 28. And yeah, I'm just feeling really, really grateful. And so I'm sure I'm going to cry. I'm like a happy crier through and through. I cry at concerts. I cry when I go out dancing. I am a happy crier. So I'm sure I'm going to be crying significantly and multiple times this weekend because it's just like all of my favorite people are going to be together. Um, I'm literally like one of my friends couldn't make it because of work. But like other than that, it's going to be like all of my favorite people all here. And I'm just I'm so excited. I'm feeling really, really grateful. What else is new? I got a new computer, which I know sounds like silly, but I my Mac desktop I have had for probably like probably since I was like 2021. I bought it at the very beginning of my career. So it's old. I have like this 27 inch old ass Mac desktop and it's finally kind of kicking the bucket, which honestly I'm impressed it lasted this long, but I finally got a new computer and I'm like kind of emo to see her go because I built my entire business on that computer like that computer has been with me since my early young 20s in Utah building my photography business on my back and so I'm feeling a little emo about that but I got a new computer I got the new Mac and I got a purple one and you guys I just like y'all know I love color and she's kind of like one of the final pieces I have in my apartment and then as soon as I am not so desperately busy I need to do a deep clean on my apartment and then I'm finally going to give you guys the house tour you guys have been so nice and like interested in what my apartment looks like which I'm so flattered but it is like the most colorful perfect like amalgamation of my personality and so I'm so excited to share it with you all because I've put it's been like such a labor of love to make my space what I want it to be and so I'm just really excited to share it with you all I need to get a few more lights but I think that's it. And I'm really, really excited. I also discovered I have mice in my apartment, which just New York tings. So living in, this is the first time I've lived in like an older building. I'm in like a brownstone. So I, don't know, I literally treat this catch up time like coffee with you guys where I'm like, here's everything that's been going on. And that's, that's it. I'm really grateful for my friends and I have mice. So that's a perfect compilation of everything. But anyway, we'll, we'll get to it because this podcast episode is a long one, but I'm just feeling really grateful lately. I feel like I'm in a really good stage of life. Things are finally calm. Um, I'm feeling really grateful for the people that I have around me and just for some really, really exciting things coming to the business soon. We are closing the doors on Becoming and we only have a few spots left for VIP days. VIP days are actually going to be really the only one-on-one -on -one coaching offering I'm going to be doing for the like foreseeable future. So if you've been wanting to get on one-on-one -on -one, or if you want to expand on some of the knowledge we talk about today, come join me for a VIP day. We'll link that for you guys in the show notes. As I mentioned on last week's episode, we have a few spots left for our artificial light course artificial light course, not course, in-person workshop that we're doing in March here in New York City. It's going to be magical. Please come. Think of it like a gigantic, insane content day meets actual education. That's what's so important to me with in-person events is that not only are you going to leave with a portfolio boost, but you're going to leave with some insane skills. I'm so excited. The reviews we got from last time are everything to me. I need to like print them and hang them on my wall, but go read them. We'll link that for you on the show notes. Fill out an application and come join us. It is going to be so magical and we're going to be doing things a little bit different this time. We're going to like go get coffee everyone before so that everyone can like get to know each other and feel a little bit more comfy. Feel comfy with me before we head into the space. So 
it's going to be a dream. I literally cannot wait even a little. So ugh, life is good. I hope you guys are doing well. I love you. All of that good stuff. So let's let's get into today because we are talking about a marketing plan for 2024. And if you guys know me, you know that I love systems. I love strategy. I love soul. I love having a blend of those things in my business. And so knowing what I'm going to be doing or marketing for like the next several months, if not year, is so key to that because I think marketing is one of the ways that people get the easiest, like it's the easiest stressor for people. And I'm so excited because we are giving you a free, gigantic, amazing workbook based on today's episode. The freebie will be linked again below for you. But that means that you don't have to take notes. You just get to listen. And how exciting is that? You can just go download the freebie that summarizes everything, gives you all these prompts, gives you the system, gives you the structure. It's kind of magical. I won't lie. I'm kind of shocked we're giving it away for free, but we are. So go sign up for that in the show notes and just listen up and let's hang out and we're going to talk through it together. So before we even get into marketing, y'all know I'm going to make you bitches talk about branding basics because without a clear understanding of our brand, our marketing efforts aren't going to go anywhere. They basically mean zilch if we don't have a brand concept and idea of what our brand is. But showing up daily on Instagram is not enough if there isn't any heart in it behind it. There's not any intentional strategy behind it. So like we need some branding practices because if I talk to one more person and ask them what their marketing strategy is and they're like, I just post daily on Instagram, eh, wrong, not going to work. You can't just post photos. There's got to be some heart and intentionality behind it. So I want you to ask yourself a few questions. We're going to ask three questions. One is what is your favorite part of yourself? Like what is your favorite thing about you? Hmm? What is it? Two, what are your best strengths? And three, how would you want your friends and family to describe how you make them feel? I want you to take a pause, think about it. If you're in the car, on a run, whatever it is, pause, think about it, talk it through with someone, whatever it may be, because I want you to come up with genuine answers to these questions. And if you're like, oh, it's fine, I can keep listening, I'll do this later. Uh, No, you won't. You'll probably forget. Do it now, unless you're driving and you can't like write things down or whatever. Cause I mean, you are gonna have the workbook, but I want you to actually answer these questions, please. They're so integral. They seem simple, but they're not. They're very complex because they, these answers, they're, they're your why. They're how you like to make people feel. They're how you operate. These are your strengths. And these are the things that you need to capitalize on in your business instead of focusing on mimicking someone else's strengths. Because that's usually what happens when we just show up daily on Instagram. We're like, what are other people doing? The people that are booking clients that I want to book, what does that look like? What are they doing? How are What are they saying? What are they posting? How can I post my own version of that, right? We all do it. I've done it. Where I find myself looking up people that I like think are my ideal like clients or maybe they're booking my ideal clients or I really just like look up to their business. I'll look them up and be like, what are they posting about on Instagram? And then I'm like, Eden, what are you doing? You're not them. That's not helpful at all. So that's when we go back to these three questions. What is your favorite part of yourself? What are your strengths? And how do you want your friends and family to describe how you make them feel? I think that one is one of the most beautiful ones and one of the easiest to answer because you can also literally just text them. Be like, hey, mom. Hey, bestie. Hey, sister, like, how do you describe how I make you feel? Or like when you leave an interaction with me, like when we've hung out, how do you feel afterwards? Like, how would you describe my personality? These are the answers that you want to get. These are your why. And so that way, every day when you're showing up on social media or the way that you interact with your clients, what have you today, we're talking about marketing. So like when you're showing up to do your marketing, 
ask yourself, how can I show up as the realest version of myself today? And how can I do that in a way to help other people? And it's often going to come back to that answer again, right? Like, how do we make people feel? How do we operate? What are our strengths? Okay, I had to take a beat, you guys, because my dog, Cora, is like on her bullshit lately and determined to eat literally everything. If anyone has any idea how to get your dog to stop eating everything, including getting into the garbage, but like I'm taking the garbage out and putting it in the hall and she's still, she ate a pack of cookie mix the other day. Like the mix, like the mix that you buy to mix oil and eggs into, she ate a packet of that that was on the counter. Like if someone can make this stop, please help me because I just had to get up mid-recording to go stop her from getting into something else. I'm going to die. She's six years old. She's never done this. Anyway, we're, we've I digress. We've taken a tangent. So to get back to it, every day we're asking ourselves, how can I show up as the realest version of myself and how can I do that in a way to help other people? Next, we're going to come up with a clear branding statement. And this is going to be a little bit more logistics driven, but we're going to intertwine it with those answers from before. So you should have a very clear branding statement that walks through what you do, what is your specialty? Where are you based if you're a location-based provider? And who do you serve, right? Each of these things are so important. What do you do is the obvious, right? It's like our niche. It's where we're like, like I'm a business coach. I'm a wedding photographer. I'm an agency owner, right? What is my specialty? I specialize in helping creative entrepreneurs build sustainable businesses through systems, strategy, and soul-based branding. That is like our bread and butter. That is what we do. That is my specialty. I'm based in New York. I don't really ever include that though because 99.99999 of what I do is virtual. But if you're a service provider, that's going to be important. So the last one, who do you serve? And this one is crazy important because it is how you're going to book your ideal clients. So who I serve personally, I love working with creative entrepreneurs who are dedicated to building sustainable businesses so that they can have beautiful lives. Like I only work with creatives who love working hard and they love working smart. And so that's something that's a huge part of our brand messaging because I want people to be like so clear on what we do. We help you build a beautiful business. You're going to have to work hard to build it, but you're going to work hard in a sustainable way that is actually fun, that frees up your time, that is loaded with data and systems and automations that you can have your weekends off again, right? Like we're very explicit on who we work with. And that means that we mostly bring in ideal clients because we're very, very clear on that. So again, take a beat and I want you to answer, what do you do? What is your specialty? Where are you based? Who do you serve? And then we are going to combine that into a beautiful brand statement that is also infiltrated with, you know, our strengths, our why. You know, we're going to use those key descriptors to make sure that we're communicating exactly what our brand is. Now that we have those things laid out, we know who we are. We know what we do. You know, we love all of that good stuff. We can actually approach our marketing in an intentional way that communicates our brand principles and the best part of all, separates us from the competition. You cannot skip the brand part and go straight into the marketing, you guys. Like if you skipped forward in this episode, you better get your ass back to the beginning because otherwise your marketing isn't going to work that well because you're going to look like every other person on the market. If you look like every other person on the market, the only thing that's going to differentiate you from them is pricing pricing. You're literally just going to have to be the lower option. And is that really what you want to be? You want to be the cheaper option? That is the quickest race to the bottom. So go back, listen, don't, don't skip this part. Don't skip this part in the workbook. Don't skip it. Can't stress that enough because we need these brand principles in order to move into marketing. 
So I'm going to trust you. I trust you guys wholeheartedly. I love you. I adore you. So I am going to bet that you have taken a minute to think about those things or, you know, again, you're driving and you're like, I will be going back to this in the workbook. The next thing that we're going to do is we want to take into account two separate things when planning our marketing, first off, which are short-term versus long-term marketing tools and two, our personalities. I always recommend having two primary tools that you focus on because even though you can do more than that, right? at least just have two. Um, You can also start with one if you're feeling really overwhelmed. Let's say maybe you have another job. If so, I would suggest something like Instagram. Um, But you're going to maybe strive for two. And one is going to be short-term and one is going to be long-term. I often see creatives focus on one or the other. They either are really focused on the short-term, but then it requires them to show up all day every day, or they're really focused on the long-term and so they're not getting in business quick enough. So we really want to have a mix of both. And let me explain to you what short-term versus long-term actually means. So short-term marketing tools are tools that convert seemingly quote-unquote quickly, but you have to produce content so intensely and frequently that it can be a lot of work. So think like lots of work, quick reward. So this is like platforms like Instagram and TikTok. It can take a little bit longer to produce the content. It needs to be good, but it also doesn't serve us very long. At most, each piece of content we produce will serve us for maybe a week, maybe two, right? TikTok, sometimes videos can go viral. Like they'll kind of go through waves or Instagram, even like we had a reel go really viral like a month ago and it for some reason is getting picked up again. But like as a general concept, especially if something isn't going viral, it's really only going to serve us for about a week or so. So it's like all of this energy and it's not serving us very quickly. However, these platforms are really popular. These platforms also can convert quickly because you have the ability to like sell, connect with your audience really quickly, build more genuine relationships. You can kind of like pump out content. It's where we make the majority of our sales. However, you know, they are short term technically. Long-term marketing tools can take both a shorter amount of time um, or a longer amount of time. And we'll we'll break down the difference between the two, but they're going to serve us long-term. So we want to use long-term marketing tools so that we're not constantly having to work on them. We want tools that are going to serve us for years rather than having to think about them every single day like we do Instagram or TikTok. So these are things like Pinterest. Pinterest serves us for a long time, but it takes minimal time to produce, which is why it's one of my favorites. We have a Pinterest freebie. We'll link it for you guys below. We also have a Pinterest course. It's one of our best sellers. Um, I love Pinterest because it doesn't take a lot of time and it serves us for a very, very long time. We also have SEO that serves us indefinitely, but takes a longer time to produce. So I love SEO. This is something that I've put a really big focus on this year. Specifically, we've been really honing in on our SEO tactics this year. Also, I like plug, we have a course for every single one of the things that we're talking about today. So if you want to dive into these things further, either just DM us if you can't find the link, go to our shop, whatever it may be. Um, SEO isn't linked, but we can send you a link to the shop. We only open it every now and again. But if you want our SEO course, let us know. We'll get it sent over to you. Email list. Email list can kind of be both short term and long term because it takes a long time to like build the email list itself, but sending out actual emails takes a short amount of time. Um, So like short term per email, but like long term in the sense that like we are building up the list long term. Ideally, those people stick around long term. So we also want to take into consideration like the longevity of the applications we're using, right? Like SEO, email marketing, those have been around forever. They're going to be around forever. Pinterest, Instagram, and TikTok, we don't own those. Like those are social medias. Algorithms get announced all the time. I mean, we even have TikTok that's been like 
Trump tried to shut that down for like months and months and months. Like there has been several scares where we thought we were going to lose TikTok as a platform itself. So like something to keep in mind that like you're putting energy into someone else's hands at that point. Like we don't fully control those platforms. So also something to keep in mind, not in like a fear mongery way, but also like spend time investing in things that you own, like your website, your SEO, your email list. Obviously you don't own people's emails, but like you own your list and yes, people can unsubscribe, but like you have people's information. Um, So it's something you own a little bit more. Now that we've identified both our personality and the difference between between short-term and long-term tools, I want you to look at all of these things, whether it's SEO, email lists, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and identify what's going to work best for you, both between short-term and long-term and your personality. And let's kind of figure out what we want to create and where. For the sake of today, we are going to be talking about everyone's favorite app to hate and my favorite app because I hate it sometimes too but it rocks. It really does. We're going to be talking about Instagram because I won. Instagram is such an amazing brand building tool, which we're going to get into as we start talking through strategy, but it is also such an amazing piece of core content, which we're also going to get into because it is phenomenal. The app requires, and this is why it takes so much goddamn work, but like it requires video, still content, stories, captions, etc. Like it offers everything we would ever need in order to repurpose it for other apps. So like for example, your videos can then go on TikTok. They can go on YouTube Shorts. They can go on YouTube, right? Like we have video created now. It can go in a plethora of places. We have photos. These can go on the blog. We can use the captions for the SEO on the blog. Now those images can go on Pinterest. We can use our Instagram captions to go in the email list. Like ideally we can create really stellar Instagram content and then repurpose it into all of the other platforms that we want, which is why I always recommend using Instagram. If you hate it, like you truly hate it in your bones. Okay, great. Let's focus on something else, but I recommend it. And that's what we're going to be focusing on a lot today. Okay. So on Instagram, we want to be posting ideally every day. I take weekends off. Let me be so clear. Weekends are my personal time. So think of it like five times a week, but ideally three to five times a week with a priority of video content. I like thinking of this application as more of a brand building app rather than an expander. Like my goal on Instagram is to connect with people in a way where we're going to work together. Um, Though it can be used as an expander as well. And ideally, you know, content does take off. We bring in more people. There's tactics for that, which we were going to talk about. But like ideally, we want to connect with every viewer from a cold audience discovery to hot, aka sold. Cold audiences need to learn who you are and what you do. So is that clear in your body? Do you post the best representations of your work? Are you introducing yourself often in your posts and in your stories? Are there clear ways to get to know you and your business? Those are the things that should all be obvious, honestly, on any platform, but especially on Instagram, so that someone knows exactly who you are and what you're about when they get to your page. Say someone tagged you, they just ended up on your profile or they found you through a hashtag. Like That's what we're looking for. After that, they move into a warm audience and warm audiences need to learn more about you and your services. This is where UGC is going to be huge, which that is user generated content. So think reviews, think people reposting your stuff, think about people talking about their experience with you. Like 
they've already done the cold audience thing. They know who you are now. They know what you do. So they want to know, like, what is it like to actually work with you? What do your clients say about their experiences with you? What does your process look like? What does the back end look like? Do you have automations? Do you have a client workflow? That's what a warm audience needs to see. Once they have that, they've started building trust with you. They move into a hot audience and hot audiences need to be, drumroll please, sold to, oops, yes, I know, selling, everyone's least favorite thing to talk about. I often see creatives make the mistake of getting too scared to sell. I know you heard sales and you heard sold too and you're like, ugh, disgusting. I'm not a used car salesman. Correct. You're not. Used car salesmen hate what they do. Hopefully you do not. And if you do, that's a whole nother episode, sweetie. We got to talk about why you hate your job and why you hate your products and why you hate your services. But ideally, you should love your products. You should love your services. And you should love them so much that you want to talk about them and you know that people experiencing them is going to better their lives. And so that's what selling is. There's no reason for you to be so scared of being seen as a quote unquote salesman, but that happens so often. Like people are so scared of being seen as like a used car salesman and they're so extremely scared of it that they never post about how to work with them, when to work with them, how to hire them, how to purchase from them. And that's what you need to get comfy with. And truly the best form of selling is just talking about how much you love what you do, how much you love your products, how much you love your services, linking to the page in which they can purchase them and experience them themselves. So now that we've got that laid out, we're going to walk through a holy trinity of sorts of marketing, which is my holy trinity, which is Instagram, Pinterest, and SEO-based marketing plan. So you know exactly what needs to be done and when. And I'm so excited. This is where the blueprint begins. I've sung a lot in this episode and for that I am sorry. So starting in three days or whenever you're listening to this, I want you to start following the following schedule in order to make sure that we're speaking to every type of audience member that's coming across our page. So here's what you're going to rotate. And I believe there's 10 things listed here, but you know, I can't count. So I'm not a math person. One, tips and tricks. Everyone can provide tips and tricks in some capacity, even if you're not an educator. There should be some way for you to benefit and teach and help your potential clients before they work with you. That's how you're going to build trust. So Number one is going to be tips and tricks. Number two is going to be introduction or a personal post. Let us get to know you a little bit better. Number three is going to be a review from a favorite client. Yes, we are sharing reviews. We are sharing UGC. Four, inspiration. This can be something that's inspiring you lately, either in your personal life, in your work life, what have you. This can even just go on stories if you don't want to make a static post of it, but we're sharing something that's been inspiring you. This can also be a great opportunity to tell your ideal clients like, hey, I've been wanting to work on something like this before, or like, hey, I've been dreaming up this shoot concept. Is anyone else feeling called to this? Like, This is your way to call an ideal client, you guys, is by sharing inspiration. There are people out there that want to work with you on your dream project. They just don't even know that you're dreaming about them because you never talk about them. So get talking about them. Number five, brand story. What is a story either, again, in your personal life or your business life, your professional life that speaks to your brand values, right? You guys have heard a million of mine. I'm going to name them. And if you don't know any of them, let me know because that means I don't talk about them enough. 
which honestly, as I'm reading this, I'm like, we haven't told a brand story in a while. It's probably time. Um, brand story. So we have like the Twitter fight story. We have my professor telling me I was never going to make it in business unless I learned to speak the fuck up. Um, we have my divorce. We have me talking about moving across the country and going to um, LA and then New York, right? We have these stories that are personal stories about myself, but they speak to the brand values that I really want my clients to relate to. So for example, the Twitter fight. That's a story about how my work was not that unique and someone called me out for it. And so I did finally start taking my work and my artistry seriously, got more unique, started using my artistic voice. And that's when I saw true success. I had my business professor that told me I would never make it in business because I was really shy and didn't want to speak up in class, which I still don't like speaking up in like public settings unless I'm like speaking and I've been assigned to speak. Um, but like raising my hand, are you joking? That's literally the scariest thing in the world. Um, and so I was getting a failing grade in his class and he DM'd me or messaged me. DMing wasn't really a thing back then, but like messaged me on my education portal and basically was like, you either need to speak up or you're never going to make it in business. And I was like, guess I'm not going to make it in business because I refuse to like be something I'm not. And what do you know, still made it in business. And so it's such a testament to the fact that you don't have to be anything other than yourself in order to make it in business. Right. So like these brand stories, I won't walk you through every single one, but like each of them tell a story of a value that's really, really critical within my business. And so it can both inspire and help connect me with the people reading it. So that's number five. Number six, a storytelling of a client or session, but just kind of like speaking to an experience that a client or session has had with me. Number six, nope, seven. Wow. Counting is so hard. Selling. Yes, that's right. We're going to say the books are open. We're going to say when we're booking, we're going to share a popular product lately. We're going to link to our shop, whatever it may be. You're selling on day seven. The Lord said, no, I'm not going to make a Bible reference, but the seventh day is for selling. Eight, UGC. So again, user-generated content. What has a client shared lately? What have they posted? What have they reviewed? How can you incorporate that into your media? Number nine is going to be BTS of your work. So what do things look like behind the scene? What is your client process like? Number 10 is going to be BTS of your life. Tell us about you. This can go in your stories even. It doesn't have to be like on a static post, but like we want to get to know you. We want to get to know your life. We want to build trust with you. That's number 10. Number 11, oop, bonus about you and about your why. Even go back to those original questions that you asked yourself in the beginning of the episode. You're going to share a little bit about those things. So these 11 things we are going to rotate through our Instagram and then guess what? We have all of these captions that we can then blog with recent sessions or projects, what have you, and then pin onto Pinterest. So let's talk about the blogs first. Every blog should have three things. First, a main keyword that is searchable for your ideal client. So whether that's the wedding venue, top five ways to style blank, how to learn how to shoot your camera in manual, etc. But second, you're going to use that keyword naturally four to five times throughout the blog post. This is where you can use a lot of the copywriting that you already have from your Instagram captions, right? Repurpose that shit. Third, you're going to want to make sure that there's a wide variety of landscape and portrait orientation photos. Landscape photos get prioritized by SEO and Google. They want to see landscape photos, but Pinterest wants to see portrait. So that's why you're going to need a good mix. Now that you've got that blog post scheduled and Google wants to see consistency, you guys. So whether that's you blog once a month or once a week, just stay consistent with it. I recommend once a week. That's what we personally do here at the business. Um, at the business. That was the weirdest sentence. But here at Eden Strader, 
I don't know if that's any better, but we blog once a week. Um, and then we move on to Pinterest. So on Pinterest, we're going to want to make sure that your account is set up as a business account. You're going to want to make sure that you enable rich pins. This process is different for whoever you host your website through. So whether that's show it, Squarespace, Wix, whatever, just go to Squarespace or go to Pinterest, um, their help pages. They have like a step-by-step tutorial for everyone on like how you do that. Literally just Google how to enable rich pins for blank. After that, you're going to link slash claim your website, and then you're going to add your branding statement that we created at the beginning of this episode to your bio. Yay. After that, you're going to want to schedule your pins using an app that I personally use called Tailwind, not sponsored. I've just been using Tailwind for years and I love it. It's what we use for our agency clients. It's what we use for us. Um, But this is going to, it's an app that works alongside Pinterest algorithm to pin your pins at the best time. And that way you can batch pin. So like you go to your blog post, you batch pin everything with the correct keywords, and then you're good to go and it's going to schedule them out. Like right now we have Pinterest scheduled out, I want to say till like February. Um, And now I don't have to to think about it like till February if I didn't want to. And so this takes less than an hour of a month if you stay on top of it, which hello, yay, we love that. Um, you'll want to make sure that your business name is first under your keywords before you start listing all your keywords because there are shitty scammy websites that will steal your well-performing pins and link them to their website instead of yours, which yuck, I know. But one great way of getting around that is making sure that the keywords include your business name because they oftentimes will just copy and paste your keywords too. They literally just like steal the pin, reroute the link. So if you keep your business name in the keywords, people can still track it back to you. So little life hack there. And then you're going to want to walk through describing the main keywords that your ideal client would be searching for in order to find an image like that. And you're going to want to do, let's say around 15 to 20 keywords per image and then boom, schedule. And that is your marketing plan for 2024. Really at the end of the day, what you want to think about is core content. So even if you don't use Instagram as your core content, that's okay. Find the content that you find the most joy in, right? Like this podcast is like one of our pieces of core content because we're able to get video, audio, transcripts. That's what we base the blog post on. Like we trickle that down into all of our platforms. And then just think to yourself, once you find the core content, how can I repurpose that? Again, Instagram captions can be put into email lists or vice versa. Same with blog posts. The images can go on the blog. TikToks and Reels can go back and forth. You can pin images from Instagram and from your blog posts. Like, there's so many ways to trickle these into each other. And how beautiful is it that we can find a way to core content and batch everything? So, that is your marketing plan for 2024, you guys. And like I said, we have a freebie for you below. We have a workbook for you so that you don't have to remember everything that we just talked about. I feel like I talked like an absolute mad one. I feel like I talked so quickly, um, but I wanted to get all of this out for you. But yeah, that's everything, you guys. I love you. I'm so excited for next week. We are going to be talking all things mindset and goal setting, all of that good stuff for 2024. So don't miss it. Make sure you hit subscribe. Leave us a review. Please, please, pretty please for my birthday. Yeah, I'm going to pull that card. My birthday gift from you can be leaving us a review either on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you listen on something other than those two things, feel free to email us a review. But please, please, please leave us a review. It helps so much with getting the word out about the podcast, getting new guests on for you guys. It means the world to me. And I will see you next week. Have a good one. Mm